Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 150 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How's it hanging? 150, dude. I know. It's crazy. I think That's a our, lot of us talking. It is. And that does not count, <laughs> as you know, dear listeners. It doesn't count our extra interviews, our random bonuses. <laughs> yeah, our more than moms um, that we've been doing so many of lately. Like, that's all extra. Yeah. So I feel like for our 50th and our 100th, we had very carefully planned out celebratory episodes. And today's we're kind basically of normal- <laughs> we're basically like the like the experienced veteran moms of the podcasting world right. now because we're, we're like, like oh, eh, whatever. 150. Yeah. Is, 150. That, is that a milestone? Is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, this is interesting. We had talked about doing another listener questions episode. We, we sometimes do those in pairs. And we did that last week. Um. But I was reviewing a bunch of emails from our listeners and comments in our listener survey, and people are wanting to know a little more about you, Megan, because Aww. you, they are. So you have been going through a divorce, went through a divorce in the last year and a yep. half. You've talked about it on the podcast, you know, here and there. We've done yep. uh, at least one episode kind of devoted to that in when it was first happening. Um, but people really are curious, kind of like what what single mom life is like, what divorced yeah. mom life is like, how you're doing. So that's actually going to be the listener question. The listener question yeah, is... Yeah, we actually did get a listener question specifically about that just in the last week. So well, we, yeah, and we got yeah. we've gotten several. So rather yeah. than read one particular listener's question, we're just going to check in with Megan's um, single mom life, divorced mom life, post divorce, second act, all those yes. things. So Megan, you feel kind of ready? I'm going to be the I, interviewer. I'm pretty ready. I got a big glass of wine for this one. Yeah, that's I think so. that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, we are recording so this on a Friday early evening for the record. Yes, it's not yes, like yes. Tuesday. It's morning. not Tuesday at 11 a.m. or anything like that. So <laughs> if you guys are new listeners um, and this is all new info to you, um, episode 104 is one of our most popular um and it was about, it was kind of, Megan, when you were first going through this and taking care of and, yourself. And yeah. And actually, I want to say, 
it had been in progress for months, yes. but like it was my first kind of coming out. It was a lot of people public. I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people even I knew in real life didn't know. Yes. And so it was much, it was, I was in a fairly raw place, yeah. I would say. Um, and it was what, like last spring? I think it was almost exactly a year ago. Oh, right. Cause like 50 episodes yeah. ago almost. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting to kind of do a year after check in. Absolutely. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, this. Megan. Um, you're just going to interview me, right? I, don't have I to am. Like, okay, you just good. have to answer my questions. So okay. let's, let's <laughs> first real quick assume that new listeners are coming in midstream. Do you just want to kind of place this in time and space. Like, I'm not saying why, you know, what happened to your marriage? I just mean like how, like when did this all start and how long has it been going on? Um, yeah. So, um, my ex and I were married for almost 20 years, like 19 years and separated, um, informally in September of 2016. Okay. Um, more formally, I guess I would say around the holidays of that year. Mm -hmm. And then, he actually did not move out of the house until October. So when I had of the, the following of 2017, of the following year. Yeah, so you... like when I did the episode last year, we were still sharing a space. We were sharing a house. Yeah. And I was, um, I had a little space um, downtown, like a little office space that I kind of used as a studio apartment that I would stay in, 
you know, as much as I could when he was with the kids and we just kind of made it work as well as we could. But things have changed a lot since then. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. But let's let's just make just talk about this a little bit more. So the kids stayed in the house because I think people are curious. <laughs> yeah. About this. So the kids and stayed you in the guys house. tried to rotate yep. for like a year. We did it for. Yeah, we did it for a year. Yeah. Um, I would say I was kind of over it by like June <laughs> of mm-hmm. last year. It had a lot of really great benefits. Um, honestly, there's times when I know my life would be a lot simpler if we were still doing that. But it just wasn't ideal coming and going. I didn't feel settled anywhere. Yeah. And I didn't feel like the house was mine. It just felt like I really felt like I was in suspended animation. Like I didn't have people over. I realized mm-hmm. in and we talked about this a little bit on the show. Like I realized in October when he moved out this year around the holidays, it had been a year since I'd had anyone over mm-hmm. at all. I had stopped going into certain areas of the house. Like I didn't really leave my bedroom or the kitchen. I just kind of went back and forth between those two bedrooms or those two rooms. I just, it just didn't feel like my house. So um, I think there's, there's people who can make it work a lot longer. I think if our house had been laid out a little bit more mm-hmm. a little differently, it might've worked better. Um, there wasn't really extra space for any privacy, but on the flip side, like on the good side, I think it was, I don't know. It was nice. Like it's fine. Had we had, you know, two homes, that's, that's fine too. And people make it work and yeah. kids are resilient. I know it's such a cliche, but they are. Um, but I'm just glad that that wasn't part of it because I will say that when we told them we were divorcing the kids, just like all the experts say, their first concern was how does this affect me? I mean, it really, mm-hmm. do I have to move out? Will I still go to the same school? Right. Does this affect my friendships and that kind of thing? And I think for a long time we were able to kind of hit pause and not have it affect them. In yeah. That kind so of way. just, yeah. yeah. Delayed, delayed any sudden moves yeah. or shuffling for them. Yeah. But and you then, ended up you know, shuffling a lot. <laughs> we, yes, we ended up taking the brunt of that. And now the kids are with me half time and with him half time and they're in his home half time. And, and they've done really well with that. Like there's been a little bit of resistance. He lives about 25 minutes away. Um, so often you know, especially the older kids, they have stuff going on and they don't want to go mm-hmm. 25 minutes away. And we've managed to work that out pretty well. Like he knows, like, I kind of have an open door policy as long as I'm here and don't I'm not having like a party or something, which I haven't done. Right. Um, any of the kids are welcome to stay here if it works out better for them because they have a sleepover or like work. You know, Isaac right. has a job or like William He's 14 now, so he has a lot of kind of independent friend situations going mm-hmm. on where he can kind of get himself to his friends' houses and doesn't need um, a lot of our input. So it's totally cool with me if if they end up here more often. Um, so all that is just to say, like, it is a 50-50 arrangement, but it doesn't quite look like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it looks, I don't know, it looks a little more flexible than that. You hear my cat playing with a plastic bag in the background? No, I can't hear it at all. My cat. Did I talk about her during that episode too? I should talk about I, my cat. Yeah, I could talk about her. So it's all about you. I, it is all about me. So it's a little uncomfortable. But I, my whole, I love cats. And John was allergic to cats. We never had a cat. He just, he really doesn't like cats either. Um, and so last, around this time last year, maybe a little longer ago, like it might have, well, I actually I think it was almost exactly this time last year. We, on the radio station, and, and if people are new, they don't maybe know that I'm a, radio morning show co-host mm-hmm. my face is on a van um <laughs> we have a thing called furry friends friday where like local animal shelters bring in animals and we try to get them adopted and they brought in this scrawny like mangy looking cat who was such a lover just like all over me and i couldn't stop thinking about this cat i just wanted this cat so badly and so like three days later i went and got her um and brought her home and it was awesome like i 
I just love this cat so much. She's a pain because she's, I think, has an attachment disorder and needs a lot of attention and love. But it was like exactly what I needed, like yeah. exactly at that time. Yeah. Um, and I think it, the kids love it too. Like the kids love this cat. Owen will text me during the day and ask me to send him pictures of Kitty. <laughs> so so I'm sending him. I'm like texting him. He's at dad's right now. I'm texting him pictures of the cat. So um, cute. And he told me that the cat is the best thing that's ever happened to our family. I remember I you saying that. Hilarious. That is so cute. So um, anyway, that's a total aside. But I have a cat now. Never had a cat before. No. My I... entire adult life. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It. I feel like I'm off. I feel like no, I'm getting off topic. I'll keep I'll keep you. I'll bring you back. Okay. Um, actually, the way I was going to kind of move through this is you remember a million years ago when we had a blog um, called I The do. Happiest mm-hmm. Home and it had five sections and we would write about things in the five sections. And I sometimes come back to those five things because they're just kind of a simple way to think about like what's going on in your yeah. life. So one is mm-hmm. home, one is kids and family, one is work and passions, one is the kitchen and one is mom's life, which is, you know, kind of our own internal stuff. Yeah. So that was actually how I was going to. I move. kind of forgot that. Actually. Yeah. Sarah, no, thank I you for think the, you the came up jog. with it. But I did, but I forgot I'm the one who likes categories right like fitting things into boxes I just needed it so that I could like um have a fancy little banner at the top of the right you you just wanted blog categories um no so I that's kind of how I was going to move through this and actually I was going to start with home and you've kind of answered my question anyway but maybe we can talk a little more about what's next on the home front for you Um, because so you stayed you stayed in the same home um, for a year and a half through this and you are about to move to a new home. I am. Um, And honestly, that was like a kind of a knee jerk decision that took me a year and a half to make. It's like Mm -hmm. one of those overnight, like, you know, they call it overnight success, but it really isn't overnight. This is something I was mulling on for a very long time. Do I want to stay in this house or do I want to move? And um, And you are renting. And I'm renting. So Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal to to leave, um, which I'm sure changed things. But I also like the house and I like not moving, mm-hmm. right? Nobody wants to move if they don't have to. But um, I had the lease came up like and the landlord was going to raise the rent and I had some issues with that. Um, I had some issues with some things in the house that I felt needed to be updated. I've lived here for five years. Um, I didn't really feel like the rent was justified. And then at the same time, I just happened, I live in a very tight rental market Mm -hmm. and I just happened to look and see what was out there. And there were like four or five houses that looked interesting. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I realized how much a house of this size had been getting away from me. Like it's a big house. It's about, you know, it's not a ginormous mansion, but it's probably 27 to 2,800 square feet and five bedrooms, Mm -hmm. which I don't technically need. Um, Plus a basement, right? And a basement. Do they count basements in square footage? No, it's not like a finished basement, but it's a nice, you know, dry basement you can keep stuff in. Um, And so it's just a lot of house and there were rooms like I wasn't getting into to clean and they were, it was becoming very overwhelming. I've been working like a mad person. We could talk about that. I'm sure that falls under a different category, but I've been working a lot (laughs) over the last like eight to nine months. And I just was like starting to lose my grip on this house. Right. So I went and looked at a couple different places. And one of them, it just worked out that like the owner of the house um, had used to work at the middle school. So she knows Jenna, my sister-in-law, really well. So we had that rapport. And then my sister-in-law was like, she's fantastic. She just seemed like somebody who would really like be super flexible and work mm-hmm. with me on stuff, which I thought was really nice. Like, it's just nice to have that kind of yeah. relationship. Um, she lives like two blocks away. So she's more invested. She's not like a absentee landlord. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny because out of the pictures... 
of the house, like this was my least favorite. I went and looked at other houses that I liked the pictures better and I thought I would like the house better. And but when I walked into this one, it just felt good. Like it nice. felt like a good. Yeah. And it's going to save me like 600 bucks a month. Nice. So that's great, too. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's a, that's such a huge, like life changing thing for me mm-hmm. um, that I just kind of went for it. Like I pulled the trigger in like two days. Just was like, yep, I like it. Let's do it. The kids are super excited, which is funny because in every um, subjective way, no, sorry, objective way, mm-hmm. I always mix those words up. In every objective way, the house I currently live in is superior. It, mm-hmm. It's nicer. It's bigger. It's it just, you know, nicer and bigger. It has mm-hmm. like beautiful woodwork and like mm-hmm. things that I really, really like about it. But I'm so excited to move and the kids are so excited to move. They really are looking forward to it. I thought there'd be more resistance and they're just... There's there's, been none. There's there's probably a a really good fresh start element in there. Yeah. For all the reasons you talked about why you stayed, there's so many benefits to just like having a place that's yours from the beginning. Yes, you're right. You're right. I mean. And for them too, I think probably. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, you know, the fact that dad moved out and I didn't go maybe makes things a little, I don't know, not confusing. I mean, they know what's going on, but just, it's just. I don't know. There's a feeling to it. And once I knew I was going to leave, I just this relief was just like I didn't even realize how much I'm holding on to in this house mm-hmm. until I knew that I was out. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, bye bye. Yeah. I mean, I, there, I look around. There's things about this house I just love. I love the way my bedroom is laid out. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's like feels like two rooms. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like there's things about this house I absolutely love that I will miss, but probably not that much and not yeah. for very long. And I'm so looking forward to having my life streamlined mm-hmm. to where like Clara's bedroom will be right across the hall from mine. She's excited about that because she mm-hmm. thinks we're going to be roommates when she goes to college. <laughs> I haven't told you about that yet. We talked about that yesterday. <laughs> no. She thinks we're going to live in a big city and be roommates, which I think is hysterical. Um, really cute. Very cute. And the boys have like their own space at the back of the house, but it's going to be small. Like we're mm-hmm. going, it's less than half the size of my current house. Wow. So yeah. And I've never done a big move like this by myself. Yep. So, but you know, like little glimmers of, there's always like those little glimmers of optimism out there. The landlady texted me the other day and was like, Hey, um, I'm just going to give you the, the washing machine if you want it. It's brand new. And the current tenant will sell you her like less than year old, um, dryer for 150 bucks if you want it. And wow. I have a washer and dryer, but I don't know how to get them out of the basement. Right. So just to be like, okay, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Like a random friend from high school that I haven't talked to much, like we just kind of chat every now and then but it's like totally random offered to come help me move I was like okay like there's always those little things out there um and they're just kind of showing themselves right now which makes me feel really good about it like it just feels like the right thing it is it's really really and I'll be two blocks from Missy who's one of my best friends we've never really lived that we live I mean we live in a small town so everybody's close but Clara her best like her uh, Missy's son Sam is Clara's oldest friend and one Mm -hmm. of her very best friends they're only a few months apart they like to tell people they've known each other since they were babies. They Aww. were they did the magic show together at the talent show, and they're going to be two blocks apart from each other. Awesome. And we're three blocks from the elementary school. So just like my life is about to um, really, what's the word I'm looking simplify for here? Or... Simplify and shrink, mm-hmm. but in the yeah. best possible way, because I think shrinking down my surroundings and my home life is going to allow it to open up yeah in other places yeah I like that so yeah um let's talk about the kids a little bit is there anything that has surprised you in the last like you know obviously you guys sat them down and told them and went through the big transition about a year and a quarter ago Um, is there anything that surprised you about how 
the kids have evolved through this or any one particular kid? Is it just a variety? You know what? I think the thing that surprised me the most is that everybody was sad. I mean, it was, we're sitting at the dinner table and like everyone's crying Mm -hmm. and John and I are laughing. We're doing like that nervous laughter. You know what I mean? Which is even worse. Like, Mm -hmm. do you like, do you ever do that Mm -hmm. when you're, yeah. yeah. And everyone's crying and we're like, (laughs) it was terrible. Um, and then we all went and watched a movie. And after that, it was like totally fine. It's really weird. I, kids, man, like they just like they all went through it. They all went through sadness and surprise and shock and all of that. But then I got a really sweet um, text from one of my sons, one of my teenagers that night, just telling us like I can't remember if he sent it to me or both of us, but just that he would support me and us. And like he knows that we're have good intentions like I don't know it was just Mm -hmm. really nice and everybody else I would say was just like oh okay and now we go about life and I think because we we stuck to our word and we said this Mm -hmm. is not going to affect you you don't nothing's going to change for you right now and it didn't Mm -hmm. I think then they were just able to relax like and and we didn't lie we didn't say we didn't make any promises we couldn't keep we did Mm -hmm. say things like you won't see either one of us as much like you'll see us both a lot for the three or four days that we're with you that week Mm -hmm. but then you won't see the other parent during that other time and that was tricky for a little while with Clara. Like she really wants to see me more than she wants to. And mm-hmm. she wants to see John more than she gets mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone just took it so in stride so much more than I expected. And that was a really pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not surprised that Clara took it hardest. She's the youngest. She's a girl. She's mm-hmm. mama's girl. Um, she's got a lot of anxiety to begin with, mm-hmm. but she had a fantastic school year and mm-hmm. both her teacher last year and this year told me that they never would have known there was a change in her family had I not pointed it out so wow I don't know I just I would I've been very pleasantly surprised by how well they've taken everything in stride and mm-hmm. I think that just has a lot to do with us being super intentional about yeah. it um and yeah like there's times I've been annoyed with John and yeah I would like to roll my eyes and complain in front of the kids and I I don't mm-hmm. because it's not it's not their yeah <laughs> it's not their problem right it's not their it's not their business um what about I was gonna ask I I don't think I've ever heard you use the phrase yet single mom I've heard you say that you're single yeah but is that don't con- feel is like that conscious you don't feel like a single mom so why no I don't know to me and this is totally a when people call me single mom like I almost cringe a little bit and I think it's because to me being a single mom has always felt like and this is just my interpretation. I sure. don't judge anybody else for using words the way they do. Um, yeah. Downplays the role that John has in the kids' lives mm-hmm. because I'm not single. You have a co-parent. Like, you just I have a co-parent. I'm just not married to that person. And there are ways that, that my life is easier now yeah. than it was. I mean, there's a, a million other ways it's harder. But, like, there are some very distinctive ways that I can make choices now mm-hmm. that I might not have had the ability or freedom to do as a married mom. Um mm-hmm. I have more time to myself. I have e- like several evenings a week where I don't have kids to worry about mm-hmm. in like an ongoing hands-on kind of a way. Like there's just, I don't, it doesn't feel, I don't feel single. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I'm a divorced mom. Right. Who's co- co-parenting um, right. with my ex and it's going pretty well. I, and then I don't know, like I almost feel like, I don't want to take anything away from single moms who are truly doing it on their own. Yeah. No, I. that's kind of, um, yeah. I've never asked you this, but that's exactly what I thought probably was going on. But I just noticed that you you will use the word that you are single, like in terms of dating yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I don't, 
I've never, I've never heard referred you to myself as a single mom. As a single mom. And that's yeah. that I mean your answer is kind of exactly the reason I thought probably um is that you do have a very involved co-parent. Mm-hmm. Um is there anything like at the functional level with parenting five kids? And again, if yeah. we if we still have new listeners who've made it this far, Megan's kids are um, nine through 20. Um, yep. So older kids. Is there anything that you've had to kind of get better at or change yeah. your system when it comes to functionally parenting five kids? I mean, I'm well, talking about like yeah. no, the I'm... permission <laughs> slips and the yeah, like, no, yada, that, yada, that stuff kind of is, stuff. That stuff is emerging. Um, yeah. I will say, like, we're still figuring it out. I will yeah. say we're really good at communicating. We're, we text a lot. We vox a mm-hmm. lot. So we just kind of, like, I feel like sometimes I end up taking the same role that I did when we were married, which is to be, like, the nag, kind of, which mm-hmm. sounds terrible, but just to be the reminder. Like, I'm yeah. – and John will have to say sometimes, like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> but I'm just so in that mode, like, remind, yeah. remind, remind. Did you see this email? Because I don't yeah. know what emails he gets. Like, I don't think he – cares either I don't think he's annoyed about it but it's kind of sometimes he'll be like yep yep got it like Mm -hmm. I can handle this um I think there are things that it's so easy to let slip when you Mm -hmm. only have your kids three to four days a week and we Mm -hmm. go three on and four like three on four off like Mm -hmm. and then we reverse that Mm -hmm. so um when was the last time Claire took a shower Is everybody brushing their teeth? Yeah. Where is the reading log? Like yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. Sometimes I just have to let go of my own expectations on myself around that. Like, yeah. am I, is it the end of the world if the reading log doesn't get turned until next week? No. No. And I'm not going to stress myself out about it. Um, You know, who's paying the lunch account? Like stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I think we have the logistics of a lot of stuff really nailed down. Like the big rocks mm-hmm. are in place, but all the little, like a lot of the little rocks are still kind of spilling. And do you do you find that so. five kids react to that differently, or are they all do, are they all do they all take that in stride too? Because I can see like I know like yeah. my kids, some rely more on kind of I don't know like the feeling that mom has it all together, and some yeah. don't care. Has that come up at all? Yeah, um, Clara gets very stressed when she thinks anything is her fault. Mm-hmm. So like for a while it was an issue because her mittens and hat were constantly not where they needed to be. So. Mm-hmm. Like, say she'd go to John's and it would be nice out so she wouldn't wear her mittens and hat to school. And then she'd come home to my house and not have her mittens and hat. And Mm -hmm. she had, like, three sets. It's not like we were relying on one. But somehow all of them would either be at his house or at mine. Right. Um, And then she would really take that to heart. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I had to just not show my annoyance. Yes. I'd be very annoyed, actually. Like, first of all, why didn't you remember? Like, just put it in your bag. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. Also, why didn't dad think of this? And then I'd have right. to be like, take a breath yeah. and go, like, I wouldn't necessarily have remembered it either. Yeah. We're all doing you know, our best and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, she she's just more – those details get to her more than they get to the other kids. Mm-hmm. Owen just reminds me. Owen is such a detail kid, and he's very, like, non-emotional about it. Mm-hmm. He just is lo- – he's, like, all logic. Mm-hmm. And he drives me crazy because he will remind me and remind me and remind me and remind me about stuff <laughs> over and over. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. It's like, I got it, okay? Um, but he's – he's, like, that's kind of his way of, I guess, coping. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, the other kids are just pretty reliable at getting yeah. their own stuff. To- and they're older. Have you so. found that – um that you have like <laughs> has I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. Not has your relationship changed, but have you found yourself in like different relationships with your kids because your co-parent isn't there? I'm thinking about like mm. conversations that come up or like being the parent who does XYZ when it didn't well, used to be you. 
That's a really good question. And that's another thing that I didn't plan for. And I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate is things like the non-logical or the non-logistical stuff. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, who has that conversation about this or that? I think one of the things actually that's been a benefit to being divorced is mm -hmm. that we have to be really intentional about stuff like that. Yeah. So whereas if like um, when the Parkland school shooting happened, mm -hmm. I think the kids were with John that day. Or if not, they were changing houses that night or something. Uh -huh. And so we're generally like that kind of thing would have fallen to me mm -hmm. to just like, even if, even if not intentionally, I just would have felt like I had to be the one to talk about it. Uh -huh. um, I actually saw like Clara showed me her phone. I keep, you know, she has a phone that doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. If you have Wi-Fi, she can right. use Hangouts. And so she has a Hangout thread going and I like just like to check on her stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking and there was this conversation with, um, with the kids and John and he was like, Hey, let's talk about this tonight. So I think he's even like kind of realized yeah. that I'm not going to be there to do that stuff. So he has to. And, mm -hmm. um, I kind of now back off a little bit more and yeah. just let it happen sometimes. So I think those are positive things that I think the two of us have had to really communicate a lot better well, about it. You bring um, up such a good point because I can see in a lot of married relationships, how it would be easy to slip into a passive state where, yep you're not intentionally deciding who's the best one to have this conversation. What right. should this conversation look like? Do, is, do yep. we need to like prioritize this conversation? Cause somebody, we need to you know, sit down with this kid and it almost forces you to do that more than if you were together. Yeah, it, I totally agree. And it, and it uh, requires us to be in contact about it. So yeah. I think the pattern we had fallen into was the assumption was I did certain things and, and the assumption was he did certain things. But we never checked in to make to verify that was true or we didn't mm -hmm. always, you know, and now we have to because I have no idea. I'm not in that house. Right. And if he didn't talk to them about Parkland, like right. I had to with a quickness. So yep. so it was nice. It, it just was like, hey, just wanted to get this on your radar. Is this something that, you know, you're going to talk about? Yes. And I still did, too. But like, yeah, just knowing that it had already happened and yep. and what the sort of, I guess, meat of that conversation was mm -hmm. just like there's just a lot of examples of that kind of thing it's it's the emotional side of parenting yeah that it's harder to nail down sometimes yeah and yeah. that's true inside a marriage or outside of one right and right. I just think being outside of the marriage gives you more parameters and mm -hmm. like in some ways it's helpful which yeah, is kind of weird and just it's everything has been brought right to the surface because it's right. so new for you so it's mm -hmm. like everything is a first time to figure it out right Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. 
Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so we're back. We're going to we talk we're back again. more about your life. Um, Whew, and right. I have the, those were the big categories, home and kids okay. and family are obviously the things we think about first when you think of how is divor- divorce affecting your yeah. life. So these next three, I think will be a little lighter and I'll move a little more quickly, but I still think it's fun to look at life in these. Well, know, I mean, categories. the thing is everything I've said so far has been pretty positive. We haven't really gotten into all the, <laughs> all the crap. Well, let's that, not that we need to wade that. through it, but I'm just saying like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not all sunshine and daisies. No. It's been really, really hard, No, absolutely. but like. But honestly, better than I thought, I guess. I don't right. know. So go yeah. on. Okay. Hit me. Well, I was going to um, ask about work and give you an opportunity to talk about what's changing for work. But mm. before we yeah. get into that, I want to remind everybody that not too long ago, just a couple of months ago, I think it was episodes 140 and 141. Um, we talked about being working moms and what that has looked like. And Megan, I, I think at that time you d- had not let on that you were changing your full-time schedule. So this will be yeah. an update even from a couple months ago. But if you guys are caught up, Megan went back to work full-time about nine months ago. Um, and so, and yeah. that is related to the divorce. I mean, financially, that was a reality. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I've been freelance for 15 years and um, actually the same like week that, John and I decided to separate or were careening toward that path <clears throat> um, was when I started at the radio. So that okay, was a part-time yep. thing, but I was still freelancing mm-hmm. on top of that. And then also running the podcast network on, on the side. Mm-hmm. And that worked really well for probably, I don't know, 10 months, nine to 10 months. I had a couple of big contracts that kept me busy, but not too busy and blah, blah, blah. And John was still living in the house. So we split the household expenses and that kind of thing. Um, and then last summer, I just realized like my financial reality, I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I had no mojo. Like yeah. I lost all of my mojo, like all of and my you're a mojo person. I, have I to am, say. Like, but you... like all of my desire to like go kill something and drag it home to feed my family was dead. Like I just wanted someone to tell me what to do and give yeah. me a paycheck. Like yeah. really, it, it was, it was very much an emotional thing for me. It really yeah. wasn't about time. It wasn't even really about money because I could, I had made it. I had made it plenty of money for a very long time. 
Um, it was more like I can't even form my own thoughts. Well, think much about less you, get you in were front having of someone to freelance pitch. your personal life. Like you basically yeah. had to take all of the energy that used to go into freelance, which is a huge amount of energy, and you had to rejigger your entire personal You're life. You're right. So it makes yes. sense that there was nothing There was nothing left. left. There was nothing left. Um, For- and I, yeah, I just, who, and I remember saying, like, is it ever going to come back? Like, am I ever going to feel like I have that, I don't know, that kind of go get it mm-hmm. mentality again? And I really just, it was just dead. I just didn't have it. I like that freelance my personal life. That's a very that's a very apt way of putting it. Um, so at that same time, a f- like an old friend of mine and I went for a random walk. Like it was a Sunday afternoon, and I just happened to message her. I was like, "Hey, you want to go for a walk?" And we did. She's like, "It's so funny. I was just thinking about you." And we ended up going for a walk. And she is an executive at this ad agency, and was like, "There might we might have a job for you." So within a week and a half, I had a full time job. Yeah. Like it it happened so fast that. I didn't even think about the fact that I had no childcare lined up and school wasn't starting for like three weeks. Right. I had nothing like I had nothing planned. <clears throat> Sorry. Excuse me. So for the last um, like I think eight to nine months, I have worked full time in a marketing agency. I've worked mornings at the radio station. Then I go right to my full time job. And then whenever I can fit it in, you and I do our thing. Mm-hmm. It's been insane. And yeah. I've taken like I'm directing. um some children's theater right now which is a paid gig I mean, it's fun but it's also like a job I have to mm-hmm. show up I can't just like take a weekend off I have to do it so I've got all these balls in the air and I still do some freelance work like so much going on mm-hmm. um and like right around Christmas I just was like I gotta make a change I either gonna have to quit the radio because I can't deal with getting up every morning and never having like a day where I don't have to go from one thing to the next yeah. to the next yeah. to the next um, so I did go back to radio around the first of the year and I just said, I need to change this guys. Like I can't do this anymore. And they were really great. They worked with me. So I am still in the radio every single day, but, uh, Johnny, my co-host and I record, um, a couple episodes a week ahead of time. So I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it two days a week. So I was like, okay, so I've, and I think we talked about that a little bit around the holiday. Week yeah. I think, I think yeah. when we did our working mom episode that had happened, but your but we also had the- one, right. We had run like right around the first of the year where I was talking about making yeah. changes in your life Yeah, and how I was trying to set up. Yeah. dominoes mm-hmm. you know in such a way that I could make those changes and so I did and then I was like okay that was great but like it wasn't enough mm-hmm. <laughs> I still wanted more like it was like a little taste of getting my life back on some kind of reasonable um trajectory so I did about a month ago I just like it was like really kind of a knee-jerk decision I've been thinking on it but I wrote an email to my boss like on a Friday saying I either have to quit or go part-time and part-time isn't something they generally offer right so I was taking a pretty big risk because they could have been like nope we'll just hire someone else full-time we're no Mm -hmm. you're not committed and they they were great they were like okay we'll we'll work with you it took a long time to nail down the hours and specifics Mm -hmm. but actually today was my last day as a full-time employee at the Ah. agency so I'm gonna have two full days off from both radio and from my marketing agency. So is it job. going to 30 hours? Is that what the range is? It's going is? to 30 hours um, and I get to work some of those from home. So I'll be in the office three days a week. Okay. And I'm just going to have two days a week where I can like one day is going to be with the kids. Like one of the days I have the kids and mm-hmm. one will be not a day I have the kids. Mm-hmm. So one day will be like purely about work and getting caught up on podcast stuff mm-hmm. and all that. And maybe like just going to the gym whenever I want. It yeah, was very hard for me in. as a person yeah. who was self-employed for so long to be on someone else's schedule and to Mm -hmm. be in an office and being like, you know what I really want to do right now is like go meet a friend for lunch or run out and go work out. But I can't Mm -hmm. because 
mm-hmm. because I'm at work, <laughs> you know, because you don't get yeah. to do that. Um, that's been so hard for me. And just knowing that like two days a week, I don't have to do that at all. And on one of those days, I can take the kids and go to the beach or we can all go and look at a day trip someplace. So it's been I'm so excited and I'm just yeah. really glad. Like, I feel like I was so deliberate and intentional about the way I approached both situations and they both worked out. And yeah. I just I'm just so glad, like, I'm really glad I took the risk, but it was a very calculated risk. Yeah. And also, I worked really hard to make it clear that, like, I was also going to do what I had to do to make it mm-hmm. work. So it feels really equitable to me. I think, like, everyone's going to be happy, but yeah. um, it just feels like it feels like little wins. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. You, the little wins are the best. Yeah. You need them. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. huge. That's yeah. huge. Um, Okay, so my next category was kitchen, but I'm going to change that because we talked actually about entertaining and yeah. home and stuff. I'm going to switch that a little bit different to health because I know you've been um, – yeah. can you just talk about like the ups and downs of of health? And I mean fitness, working out, and taking yeah. care of yourself and eating. Yeah, so I will say the last year and a half has not been easy on my physical <laughs> – my physical body. Um I gained a lot of weight and I know some of that was like last year I was just eating a lot. I was stress eating and weirdly day drinking, like not all day or anything, but I would go meet a friend for lunch and have beer. And then when you meet a friend for lunch and have beer, what do you do? You come home and sleep. Usually you do not go to the gym. I mean, there was just like everything, like all of those little routines that had made my life kind of had given my life structure Mm -hmm. just kind of fell off by the wayside. But I did, I was still, I was still reasonably active um all the way up and through when I started my new job and then I basically just stopped like I didn't go to the gym anymore um I did stop overeating because there was no time but like I just everything just kind of ground to a halt and god my body just felt terrible like I was sore and stiff and like my flexibility was shot and it happened disturbingly quickly Mm -hmm. how it was really kind of alarming to me how quickly I went from being pretty flexible and feeling good and to feeling stiff and sore and terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. So I made a big effort right around the holiday to change up my eating a lot and get back in the gym. And so I lost like close to 15 pounds, I think at this point. I I only started tracking like maybe three months ago. So I know, I know that I had had a pretty big drop off right at the beginning. And then, um, but it's just been steady. I don't, you know, I'm not crazy about it. I don't like, I'm kind of vaguely following a low carb diet and I'm in a couple like keto groups. I'm not crazy keto. I don't, I don't think carbs are evil, but I don't go finish off the bread basket yeah. at a restaurant anymore either. I don't have sandwiches every single day. Like I just, I'm trying to be really reasonable about it. And sometimes it's like I lose a pound, then I gain a quarter of a pound back and then I lose like half a pound. Like, so it's always like a little forward, and a little bit back. Um, but it just feels good to be moving again. And mm-hmm. And it's something I really kind of hyper focused on for several months. It's good to have a hype. It's good to have a hobby. Mm-hmm. And that kind of became my hobby. Um, and it, you know, like, because otherwise my hobby would be like, I don't know, swiping on Tinder and feeling depressed, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's been good. Like, I feel really good about that. And I'm also really looking forward to being able to get back into yoga seriously because I haven't had time. Like none of the classes yeah. have worked for my schedule. So yeah, looking forward to having that time. What, free. I was going to ask on the food front, how has the divorced schedule changed? I would think it'd be really weird if you're feeding just yourself for a few days a week and then four or five kids other days, it like is weird. everything yes. from grocery shopping to meal planning and prep. I mean, I'm sure that's an episode all in itself. Yeah. Well, but, um, yeah. So it's funny because like, <clears throat> um, 
when it's just me here, I don't cook. Yeah. At all. I no, I don't. If it was me and I was just here by myself, I'm not somebody who needs to eat like fancy food all the time. Right. So if it was just me, I'd probably make a sandwich or mm-hmm. have some almonds or like a couple cubes of cheese and some vegetables. Like I really I, I'm very it's just me. I don't feel or I go out to eat. Like if I really yeah. want a steak or something, I take myself out for it. So it's just me. I'm very I don't know. My, my eating habits right now are a little odd. And then on the other days, I like have this thing where I have like one day where I use my new pressure cooker and I make like a big meal, like a stew or mm-hmm. ribs or hot roast or something like that. And then I almost always have one convenience food night. So mm-hmm. I maybe stop for a rotisserie chicken on the way home and like roast up some vegetables or something. And then when I have HelloFresh, I do HelloFresh nights. And those are mm-hmm. easier because then, you know, it's already done. like the thinking is done for me. So I don't right. have to think about it. Um, and then I often have a night where it's kind of like kids choice kind of mm-hmm. meal, like something easy, but like something that they would pick. Um, and have you found that your like lower carb and healthy fits in around that too? I just, just pick, I just eat the parts that work. Yeah. So like if I made, if I made a, say I made a pot roast, there's almost nothing in that that I, I wouldn't eat the potatoes, but mm-hmm. I would eat the meat and I would eat the, a couple of carrots. I wouldn't eat all the carrots. Those are very carby. Um, if it's like if I get a rotisserie chicken, I eat the chicken and the veg and I skip whatever the starch is if there's a starch. Um, and if it absolutely doesn't work, if like I'm making mac and cheese, then I just don't eat it. But I wouldn't have ever anyway. Right. <laughs> like right. So many of those really carby kid foods I wouldn't ever have eaten. Yeah. To begin with. So, yeah, like I like to sit and eat with the kids, but I don't necessarily need to eat all the same things they're yeah. eating. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, okay. So this last one is kind of the bigger one. And so this is mom's life, which is everything that's you as a mom. And we've talked about parenting. And so this is not so much the parenting stuff, but, um, more like your internal life. So I don't, I don't really have any specific questions yet, but I don't know what all you want to share about everything from your emotional ups and downs to self-care to dating to, (sighs) Oh, oh boy. Um, (laughs) Can I go get another glass of wine? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Let's start. It's, let, it's let's start, start help me. Start okay, let, let's start yeah. simple. So we did the episode 104 was a year ago, and it was yes. about radical self-care during, really during times of trauma or crisis. Yes. How have things changed since then? How do you feel today in terms of like just emotional stability yeah. as, as opposed to a year ago? I think in a lot of ways, I'm just a lot less raw. Uh-huh. Um, I think a year ago, everything was so unsettled. And it was like I had one foot in one world and one foot in another. I was like straddling these two worlds and mm-hmm. hadn't figured out how to take the leap across. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think that's changed. I think I see a clear path for myself. And I've made a lot of strides mm-hmm. to help me down that path. Um I don't know how another person might ever fit into that. Mm-hmm. I have dated. It's hasn't been super successful. I've I've made some good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made some connections with people that I will probably, you know, hang on to in whatever capacity for a while. Um, it's not that I don't think I'm ready for it. I feel like it's more um, it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. It's like really like being a mom and living in a small town and being 40 Mm -hmm. and trying to find other single people, even around my age Mm -hmm. (laughs) who are anywhere near on the same wavelength as me is Mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't really 
prioritized it. But I'm a person who really likes to know what the next thing is going to look like. And it makes me very uncomfortable not knowing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not someone who's going to go. It's not even just about having someone to hang out with or be physical with or whatever. I could find that. I could find that right now. Like, I could. (laughs) It's out there, right? It's more like, what is the next phase of my life going to look like? And how is another person going to factor into that? I would like another person to factor into that, but I haven't connected the dots Mm -hmm. so that to me not from like an emotional perspective i'm not lonely i have plenty of people yeah you are things to fill my time yeah you have people around you i have people all day i did think it was a little while for a little while i did think maybe i was hanging out with my brother a little too much (laughs) because he was like 70 percent of my social life like even we even would go out like on wednesday night i don't remember why we chose wednesday nights oh it's because i didn't have an early morning on thursdays Mm -hmm. and so the two of us would like go out and have a few drinks and like one day I thought this is the most like my biggest date is my brother (laughs) and I was also spending like all weekend at their house like and that's fine I mean they've been great and supportive and it's fantastic to have that but like I I think I maybe need to you know widen my social circles a bit or it's going to be a perpetuating issue um but I have people I'm not lonely I'm not sad I don't feel like I need someone to absorb or like validate me in that way I just would like to know like how that's going to look. So that's been hard. It's been really hard to figure that part out. Um, And obviously I haven't, I haven't figured it out. What about, what about female friendships? Have you found any like, I don't know, fellow divorced moms or any kind of community in being a divorced mom? Or have you leaned more on your longtime friends? What's really interesting about that is I was just thinking to myself, have I made any like divorced mom friends? And I don't think I have. I think all of the friends that I have are the same ones I had two years ago to some degree. Right. Mm -hmm. But I maybe maybe interact with them differently. So my Mm -hmm. friend, my neighbor, Katie, she's young, but she's single. Mm -hmm. So I see her more than I used to. And we talk about being single. Like Mm -hmm. we talk about dating mishaps and all that. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty hilarious. Um I have a couple divorced mom friends who I've been friends with all along, but now right. we you have different things different to talk way. about. We yeah. connect in a different way. And I, and I do think like, there's just certain things like I don't bring up as much with my married friends anymore, just because like, it's not that they don't try or like they don't get me. They, un- they know me really well, right? but like it, it becomes exhausting trying to explain things. And I would have like, I would put myself in that category. It would be very exhausting trying to explain my life now to me five years ago mm-hmm. you know just like yeah. there's sometimes it's nice to just be around someone who just gets it and you don't have to say anything mm-hmm. so yeah so but everyone's been amazing like everyone's been so supportive and I think I've if anything I think I've just doubled down on the friendships I already had yeah and found do new you, ways to kind of I don't know uh, interact do you um find yourself do you think you react differently if you hear somebody is going through a divorce now than you would have five or seven or eight years ago? Oh, yeah. I think so. I, I think, you know, I think five or seven or eight years ago, I would have thought it was really super sad and I would have wanted them to change their minds. And I think now, like, I just I just see things a little more nuanced. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't ever think it's like a happy, like, jumping up and down thing. But right. I don't think anyone ever gets to that point without a good reason. Right. Like, it's a pain. Mm-hmm. And anybody who, you know thinks that like divorce is the easy way out has not been through one. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, we've heard from a lot of listeners, I think who, I mean, of course I'm not, um, what am I trying to say? I'm not outing anyone because I'm not mentioning names, but we've definitely heard from listeners who are going through 
struggles in their marriage or who already yeah. are divorced or who are right at the beginning or the middle. Um, and it is something that I feel like, um, you know, on this show, we talk mostly about parenting and motherhood. And sometimes there's an underlying assumption that everyone is in a two-parent right. heterosexual relationship. I hope right. we don't perpetuate that assumption too much because I think our show works for no matter what your situation. But right. I do, I guess what I'm trying to say is we know that you're out there, listeners who have gone through this or are about to go through this. And I think, Megan, you're a really good example of honesty and just... Yeah, and you know, and I had to tell you, it's so funny because like I had had... um a number of blog posts several years ago that I wrote about marriage and like sticking it out and, mm -hmm. and fighting the good fight. And maybe some of that was me like kind of sensing a fight was coming. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard to say like in retrospect what, where my mind was at. Maybe I was trying to like really hunker down and throw a lot of my energy behind marriage because I just sensed that something was off. Um, and like looking back at those made me so uncomfortable because well, I actually yanked a bunch of them down, but there was this overlying theme, like because John and I had split up once before that we would never do that again. And mm -hmm. and I have to say, like at that time, I truly believed we would never do that again. Mm -hmm. And because it's so hard, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like just tells yes. you yeah. how how desperate things have to be to get to that point. Right. Um, For I would assume anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes. And I hope we I hope we don't gloss over divorce. I think for me, it's been really tricky for the last year talking about it because it's still happening. A. Yeah. B. It's not all my story yeah. to tell. And C. I really want to keep things very respectful and very um, fair, mm -hmm. you know, and private. And I know privacy is a big thing for a lot of people. And I'm sure for John, he doesn't want to be airing any of our dirty laundry. So it's like, how much do I talk about being divorced? You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's part of me. It's part of my identity. Um, but just like, I don't identify as a single mom. I also, I'm a mom, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a mom who has a different kind of life than a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I don't like to lead with single or divorced. Right. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, a, I'm just a mom and my life looks different than yours or any, everybody's life looks different. Everybody's yeah. family structure is different, married or not. Yeah. Um, one thing we kind of glossed over, but this brings it full circle because we started out talking about the timeline. And one thing we didn't talk about was the when was the divorce actually finalized? Because that was in kind December. of a big that was in a big December. Yeah, it took a long time. And part of that was just that we kind of dragged our feet deciding who was going to file. And then it our, our judge around here really likes to make you wait a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of funny, like. Last June or July, I was like hot to get it done. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just need this done. I you were turning 40. Over. I was yeah. turning, right. There were all these milestones coming and I just wanted to be done. I wanted the divorce behind me. But then it's kind of like hurry up and wait. And what ends up happening in a lot of those situations where you there's like a deadline in front of mm -hmm. you that feel it's maybe a self-imposed deadline or whatever. After a while, I just didn't care anymore. Like when it actually went through, it was so anticlimactic. Like... They had to move the date by a week, and I didn't mm -hmm. care. It wasn't a big deal. And then the day it went through, um, I was actually at work. I didn't have to go. John went, and then we ended up having lunch afterward, and we didn't even talk about it. It was like it was but such I, a. <laughs> it was I just think such a being on conclusion. the other side, I do feel like there. It was like symbolically a good thing, don't you? Oh think? no, it totally yeah. was. Once it was over, it felt really good to have yeah. it over. But like, I just a lot of my angst about leading up to it. Yeah actually calmed down the closer it got because I knew yes because I, I had a mean. date I had a yeah. date I had a letter with a date on it and I knew even if that date changed it was gonna happen yes absolutely and it was coming and it was you know for, like it was forthcoming it's kind of funny I got pulled over that night 
Um, and not only did I not have, oh, my tags had expired on my car because I thought it was my birth date that they were under, but it was like John's, Okay, which is weird because it's my car, but I think we must have transferred over a license, whatever. It was like some stupid oversight on my part. And so I, and I didn't have my insurance in the car <laughs> because we had literally just divided all that stuff up. Uh-huh. So we had had a shared insurance policy. Then we changed and I never got around to putting my new proof of insurance yeah. in my car. So no insurance and my registration has lapsed. And the op- the officer was like, yeah, so this is a problem and that's a problem. And I was like, you know what? I just I got divorced today. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. He's like today, like literally today. I said, I got divorced today, officer, <laughs> like, you know, six hours ago I got divorced. And I'm just going to need you to like help me out here. And so he just gave me a warning. It was, he goes, okay, (laughs) fine. I said, you know what? I know I have insurance. I just don't know where it is. I'll, I'll go home and find it. And I said, I didn't know the car was registered under his birthday. I thought it was mine. It was just kind of funny. Like that is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great. And it was, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity to tell the police officer, you just got divorced today. And that's your excuse. It's like the dog ate my homework. It is. It is. I love it. Um, okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap up, but I'm really glad we did this. I know our listeners are going to be really glad for the update. Um, Again, if you haven't heard episode 104, it's a really, really good one. If you have friends going through a tough time, not even just divorce, it's really the one where we kind of talk about being in personal crisis of any kind. Um, You know, and one other thing I want to say, we talk so much on this show about the light at the end of the tunnel and like how things change and and often get better, right? Mm -hmm. When you're like in a hard time. And a year ago, even though nothing on the outside has changed for the better, it's not like I'm suddenly, you know, I'm not like getting whisked off to Italy by my rich new boyfriend or anything like that, you know? So nothing really has looks different from the outside looking in, but I feel like I'm in such a better place Mm -hmm. now that it's kind of the same thing, right? Like it's like parenting or anything else. Like things will change and you will feel so raw Mm -hmm. and terrible and people will say time will help. And you're like, that's stupid. Yeah. Or thanks. That's the worst advice ever. Because I know when a year ago when people were telling me, just wait, things will get better with time. I wanted to poke their eyes out. Yeah. But then they do, you know? So it really is like a, just a waiting game sometimes. Yeah. 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 Waiting and doing your best. Like you can't just wait and throw your hands up and, and get bitter. Right. And yeah, it's waiting and like working really hard. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, the only thing I wanted to mention before we wrap is that, so we were doing these more than mom episodes, which everyone who writes to us says they love them. All of you who yes. don't love them don't have to listen. Don't, and that's cool. All too. of you who don't love them, just delete them from so there. Those are our mini apps. episodes. Um, we, we did four in a row, uh, last month and we took a little break. So we do have two coming up in April. They'll air on Sundays. And those are where we talk about stuff, not totally unrelated to motherhood and parenting, really yep. fun, fluffy topics. Um, so that will be back this coming Sunday. You will have one in your podcast feed. Um, and that's all I got. Show notes are at themomhour.com. We will be back with you next week. And Megan, thanks for getting on the hot seat. Thank you, too. This has been fun. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. 
It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 